I think that's a, definitely a life skill that a lot of people have to learn is when to drop the ego. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Ivy League Mindset. This is episode 15. Today, Hawk and I sit down and we chat about ego. We go through the ins and outs, basically cover all things ego. And make sure to stay tuned to the very end because we have a special giveaway for you guys today. We want to show you guys how much we appreciate you and we want to give you a little bit of knowledge about ego so you can deepen your mindset about that. Enjoy, guys. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Ivy League Mindset. Hawk and I have talked about this a few times in previous episodes, and tonight we want to sit down and chat about ego. You know, ego is a big thing. It plays in our lives every single day in a lot of different decisions we make, and we thought we'd sit down and just start chatting about all aspects of ego and what we think and our thoughts about it. So I'm going to throw it to Hawk, and he's going to kick it off. Hey, guys. So few things about ego this is my opinion um so with ego it's good to have but also bad to have in certain situations so um i believe that you should drop your ego to allow yourself to learn but at the same time when you need to go perform you should be using your ego because you want to be confident in your ability to perform in whatever you're doing. So it's using that in a sense, but also vice versa again, not using, not having an ego and holding grudges. It's a bad combination, right? So, and then I'm gonna split it again. You can use your ego when it comes to teaching, teaching something because you need to have that confidence again. So in a sense, you use your ego when you need your confidence to perform, teach, or anything like that. What's your thoughts on that, Dan? Uh, just sort of add to what you just said. I think it's really important too, when you're teaching, and we talk about this all the time, is yes, it's important to be able to have that ego for when you're teaching, but it's also important to be able to know when to drop your ego so that you might learn something new because if you keep that ego up as a teacher you don't keep that open-mindedness to maybe the way i'm teaching is wrong or maybe there's a new way that i haven't learned yet and this guy isn't totally wrong like i should maybe listen to him you know there's like that mix yeah absolutely like uh definitely having that open mind to learn always right in any situation and having that confidence to teach it is yeah they work hand in hand right yeah like i know probably almost on every single episode where you and i sit down and chat i always talk about open-mindedness and really when i'm talking about open-mindedness it's really at the very basic level talking about ego like being able to know when you can drop your ego so that you can be open-minded to take other thoughts in one book i read Ooh, I don't know, almost maybe five years ago now that really changed my whole perspective on ego. It was called Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. And it was a really cool book. You know, for myself, I'm always trying to learn 
leadership skills. I want to be the best leader for my family and for other aspects of my life. And ego is one of the things that can really make or break you as a great leader. So I had heard from some podcasts and other things that I'd listened to about this ego is the enemy. And I listened to it and it changed my whole perspective on everything. And it really made me step back and think about myself and in the different situations that I was in or I would be in and really realize how like my stubbornness sometimes is you holding up your ego when you should be dropping your ego or how I'd react in certain situations is your ego. Like you don't think that it's your ego, but it is your ego. Yeah. It's almost uh, checking yourself all the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I believe I believe in uh, talking to yourself and checking yourself all the time for each situation that you're in. So, I mean, so here's just like a, a very basic example. Maybe you're at work and you get in, in an argument with your boss. Now you might be right. And whatever you're saying and your boss, because he's your boss and the superior, is sticking it to you. And at that very moment, you might want to just lose it on them, yell at them, freak out on them. But that's a moment where you can check your ego and you can tell yourself, all right, I know I'm right, but I'm not going to win this situation. There's no point in yelling at this guy or freaking out on the, at this guy. I'm not going to win in this situation. If anything, it's actually going to make my situation worse. And that's just one situation where you check your ego and the outcome of the situation can be so much different. Yeah, so uh, in, in the similar sense to what you're saying there too, is uh, I believe that if you don't have to burn a bridge, it's best not to, right? But uh, it's like quitting a job and say you didn't really like the job, you didn't like the people, you didn't like the boss. Do you start making a ruckus, causing issues on the way out or you know, just hand in your two weeks, work your two weeks, and then call it a day and move on and move forward, right? Or do you have a little bit of ego where you gotta, <laughs> you gotta start crap with people? What's, what's the better choice, right? Exactly. Now here's a question for you, Hawk. When you go into like a BJJ competition or anything like that, what's your ego like, I guess, going into those? So for me, it's definitely, you have to be confident with your abilities, but at the same time, I do have respect for my opponents or anybody I'm competing against, because also I don't know how much they train, how, what they know, how good they are. So I go in, I go in there with, um, with the ego point of view where I am confident with my own own skills but still respect other people's but when it's it's game time I I I go so yeah and um, that's where and that's where the ego plays in because you know how much work you've put into yourself so you can have that ego right and that confidence that's it that's all I know is how much work I put in I don't know any about anybody else but I know the amount of work I put in, that's it. So um, going into 
different situations like say I'll, I'll use rock climbing as a, as a situation a lot of times you get that big bodybuilder type guy coming into rock climbing they go to climb for the first time and they think they're gonna crush it and then they get crushed right so whenever you go into a different situation where it's just a completely different thing that you do it's best to let your ego let your ego go to to learn right that's how i that's how i approach different situations nowadays even if i'm doing somebody else's workout uh, i don't go in there like oh i do this and i do that so i should kill the, kill your workout right so yeah i think we've talked about this on a previous episode before i'm not 100% sure but that first time that I came to one of your classes and I had the ego that like, I'm in good shape. This is going to be like a good workout for me. Um, and then I started doing it and just after the warm up, I was gassed and then I did the whole workout and I'm pretty sure we talked about this in episode one, but how that workout basically like knocked my ego down a bunch of different levels. You know, I thought I was at this level of fitness and, and cardio and working out. And then I did your workout, which in my head I knew wasn't even like, it was hard. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't that hard. I should have been able to handle it better, but I didn't. And in that, in that instance, I remember driving home and just like, like, Knock, your ego was knocked out of me, right? And I think it's important for us to have our ego knocked out of us sometimes too because mm -hmm. that's how we learn and that's how we grow. And if you don't, that's where the ego can sort of be a poison in your body. I absolutely agree. And I'll use the rock climbing situation again. And sorry to mention the bodybuilder type person. <laughs> no offense. But... Uh, so say, I'm just using it as an example. So say they go to do it, they, they can't do it because they just use all strength because you need to use technique when it comes to different things, right? So they haven't learned the technique. It's a completely different situation. And um, you could take it a few ways, right? So when you can't do something, you could, your ego might be poison and you might be like, oh, you know what? whatever, I don't have to rock climb. I could bench press 7,000 pounds. Not realistic, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. But, uh, or you could take it and be like, Oh, you know what? I got to start learning. So I'm going to let my ego go. So that's the different ways that you could take it. For sure. I know, uh, even like, like for me, I know almost multiple times a day, every single day I'm checking myself in situations and seeing how I'm reacting to what's going on, why I'm reacting to that and getting to the root cause, which is always ego. You know, you're in line for a coffee in the morning at Tim Hortons and it's going really slow and you're getting super upset and you're looking at the clock and you're like, Oh, I might be late for work. It's aggravating you even more. You can pull up to that window and you can snap on the Tim Hortons lady, grab your coffee and get upset, drive away and have that wreck your day. Or, and I catch myself all the time, pulling up to the window and you just check your ego 
okay, I'm getting upset right now. Why am I getting upset? Because I'm going to be late for work. Why am I going to be late for work? Oh, because I slept in. Not because Tim Hortons is slow this morning. It's because you check your ego and you go back and you see what the actual root cause of why you are what you are. And it really can fix almost every situation. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to tell you such a uh, situation where, where I see where ego kind of bugs me when I see it. Um, it's when friends or family hold grudges. And I talked about that at the beginning there as one of the situations, right? So when somebody has a problem with somebody, and it could be small, big, whatever they want to take it, but I think life is short. Holding a grudge for a year, two years, three years, or your whole life, and then having regrets on not spending that time with that person, um, that's definitely where you need to recognize you know, life's short and checking your ego is better to do it earlier than later. What's your thoughts on that, Dan? I would, uh, I would totally agree with that. You know, I'm going to probably refer back to this book a lot because Ego is the Enemy was like the first book that I really read that opened my eyes um, to ego. So, when I think about like the different situations or when things happen to me or like when you're saying things, it's like, I'm getting like flashbacks of like the different chapters and the different books and the different scenarios that he plays out. Um, so for me here, like I'm sort of just going to give you like a situational breakdown, I guess, of like how like the ego plays out. So, Um, what do you think of people holding grudges for a long time? Like, should it, I don't know. Oh yeah. Sorry. Back to that point. You know, I, that's something I've sort of been questioning a lot lately because I see myself in some situations with some people where I realized that it's a grudge that I've been holding for a certain amount of time. And I like revisit why I'm holding that grudge. I'm sort of like a 50 50 on this situation. I think mm -hmm. that holding the grudge isn't good for anybody. Yeah. Uh, like hanging on to that negative energy doesn't work. Um, but at the same time, I'm open-minded enough to know that sometimes people do things that you just can't forgive and you can hold on to that grudge, I guess your whole life, but don't let it become a poison. If you do see that person, don't like treat them like crap because you have that grudge, be civil for that time, short time that you might have to deal with them and then move on from the situation. And that's sort of where I was going when I just had that brain fart about 10 seconds ago um, <laughs> <No worries. laughs> is, is uh, being able to do situations like that, not holding on to grudges, letting the ego slip. Like say maybe there's someone you just hate. You don't like them. Maybe it's like a group of friends and there's that one person you just don't like. 
and you can let your ego hold you up and you can like not go to events or not do things with them because you're like F that person. Or you can drop the ego and go to the event and be like, you know what? I'm going to be the bigger person tonight. I'm going to be civil to this person. If I see them, I'm going to say hi. And if they decide that they want to treat me like crap, then I know that I'm the better person. I was able to at least drop my ego. They obviously have something going on where they can't drop their ego. Yeah. So I definitely believe um, that grudges can be dropped. People are going to do you wrong, but at the same time, but yeah, there's going to be things that you can't forgive, but uh, I don't like holding on to shit. <laughs> holding on to the, like you said, poison almost. Right. So holding on to that negativity, I don't see the point. So um, you can have a grudge for whatever, however long you want to, but, what's that going to do for you, right? It's almost like you're spending energy on the thing that you don't really want to have. So why carry the baggage, really? It's like you've talked about this in a few episodes now about calluses, how we like callous our mind, how when you're working out, you callous your hands. You can sort of look at grudges like calluses, like that has happened to you in the past. So that has like rubbed you and left a mark on you. And you can use that going forward. Learn you know what it. I mean? Yeah, learn from it or use it as motivation to keep moving forward or <laughs> use that motivation of somebody screwing you over and be like, you know what, I'm going to do better now. And, and that might make you react to different situations in a way that some people might think is weird or some people might under, not understand. But that's where they don't know what your story is. They don't know that that's happened to you in the past. So that's why you have maybe that little bit more guard up than you should or whatever the situation might, might be, you know, I, I like, I truly believe that holding on to things like that and that poison is like just as bad as your body for your body as like eating crappy food. It's like that extra stressor that you put on yourself that you don't need. I think that's exactly it. Like, like I said, grudges are like holding on to baggage or uh, sending negative energy to this thing that do you really, if you have a grudge with somebody, you either really care about, care about that thing or you're just holding on to it to send negative energy to, which, you know, isn't good for your body anyways. And here's the thing at the end of the day, if you are holding on to grudges, you are physically taking time and you're taking space in your head to let that bother you. And as we talk about all the time, if you are taking that time to have that negative impact on yourself, that's a cascaded domino effect in the rest of your life for different things. Like you and I, we don't got time for that. You know what I mean? I don't have time to worry about shit like that. Like I'll remember it, but I don't want to put any more energy to it. It's like you see it, you process it, you accept it, and you move forward. Absolutely. Um, when you, so I'm going to flip this back to you on a co competition setting. How would you use your ego? So I guess for me, like the most recent competition I was in was when I did that CrossFit open, um, back at the beginning of the year. And 
the ego was like the biggest thing for me to have to be able to drop it and to walk into a gym that I'd never been in before and know that I'm probably going to suck at whatever I'm doing, but I'm going to get better every single time. And really like before I ever did your class, I would have never considered going to anything like that because of my ego, because I, because I just like, I, I didn't want to put myself in a situation where I might suck and I might not do as good as I think I can do. And, and that was all ego, right? That was all this me not wanting to do it. And that limited me from growing and learning new things and trying new things. I'm really enjoying your honesty, to be honest. Like, I, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Like I had, uh, I had never been in a CrossFit gym before period. So I had done CrossFit movements out at, in my garage gym at other gyms. So I had a little bit of confidence to knowing like, okay, I can do whatever I want to do. And I also had the confidence in knowing that like in any aspect of my life, I always can tackle a situation that's put in front of me. I'm a very resourceful person. I'll figure it out and I'll get through it and I'll learn from it. So once I had like that mindset, it was just the mindset of being able to be embarrassed and sucking at something in front of people that you don't even know. And that is some scary shit for a lot of people. Yeah. At the same time, I feel like the people that you think are going to judge you, they really don't give a fuck. And, and you know, it's like that very first time I worked it up so much in my head and I went there and I did it. And they were like the most supportive, like cheering you on, helping you out. Didn't give a shit that it was your first time or that you sucked. You know, it's cre- It's funny the stories we make up in our own heads about situations that haven't even happened yet. And then that story might limit you from doing something. Yeah, absolutely. At the same time, there is people who crush new people in whatever they're doing. Um, yeah. Whether so, that's insecurities in themselves or whatever the case is, or they're having a bad day or they just crush people. I don't know. 100%. So, yeah, I would say like going into that competition or really, this is like something that sort of has uh, like clicked for me in the last little bit is that. I like, uh, so sometimes situations like that will give me like a little bit of anxiety. Like it might give anyone anxiety, right? Just because you're worried about like what, uh, what's going to happen. And really in the last little bit, I like was doing some thinking about like every new situation that I had never dealt with that was thrown in front of me, like randomly and how I dealt with it. And I always look back and I always figure it out. I always deal with it. You move forward and you learn from it. So now going forward, that's just what my mindset's going to be. I'm going to drop the ego of like, it's okay to suck. Like it's okay to suck and not be good at something. And just know that you know how to tackle, you know how to tackle it. You'll figure it out. And having that confidence of just knowing that you know how to tackle something that you might've never seen before, but you're just, you're a resourceful person and you can figure it out is, uh, gives you like the, the flip of the ego to be able to go out and do it. I think that's a, 
definitely a life skill that a lot of people have to learn is when to drop the ego, right? And how, how to deal with that situation going into a new situation. Like for me, um, nowadays, as I get, I'm getting wiser in my age, <laughs> right? Um, <clears throat> I almost get excited and nervous. Like I'm excited and nervous and knowing that I'm gonna be nervous about this new situation excites me even more because I'm like, that means I'm gonna learn even more, right? Uh, I have something to be better at. That's what I like, I, I love learning. I love um, getting humbled, right? And getting better at the skills that I want to get better at, right? By putting in the work. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, if you put in the work for whatever it is that you're going for, you're going to build that self-confidence in yourself so that you can have the ego to be able to go into anything and tackle it. Because I think it is very important to remember that you do need some sort of ego to be able to tackle these new situations and these situations where you're going to grow because without it, you, you won't do it. Like, let's just be honest. If you have no ego or no self-confidence that you think you can do something, that's just that voice in the back of your head that tells you it's okay to sit on the couch tonight and not go out and do it. It's okay to not do it. It's okay to not do it. You need to be able to build up that, <clears throat> that ego to be able to be like, you know what? I can tackle that. I can do that. That's no think, problem. I'll figure it out. That, you think that comes from a little bit of visual, visualization and um, mindset pre going into a situation? For sure. Uh, visualization, mindset. It's putting in that, like you like to call it dirty work, that hard work to be able to, to get to that, you know, because you can let that voice in the back of your head spin like a hamster wheel or you can realize that that voice in the back of your head is spinning like a hamster wheel and go out and figure out how to fix it and go do some visualization. Go like read a book about mindset or learn some, some different mindfulness techniques. Um, read books. Like if I uh, said some of the names of the books that I I've read, you would be like, they sound like super weird, but they have all helped me deal with my ego, like learn how to tame my ego, learn how to fire it up when you need to. You know, it's just like, who cares what the book uh, title is or whatever it might be? Like that's ego in a sense when you think that that book title is whatever, right? I think um, a, lot, a lot of people like like I said, if they go into it with a little bit of visualization, a little bit, a little bit of mindset, and put believe that they when they put themselves out there, that they're going to be okay. You know, like it's, I think it's just how people can how people deal with it. Like you know what I mean? Like how they use their ego for sure. Like that's our whole point of what we've been saying is how they do how they use their ego when it comes to a new situation and not being afraid to go into that new situation because of your ego right it's again the 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 benefits of the ego the negatives of the ego right you gotta 
uh, talk to yourself about that, visualize what's, what's going to happen, right? You know, like if you go into a situation where you know that you're going to be shitty at it, well, drop the ego then, right? If you know that you're going to go into a competition, well, you better be really confident in your own skills. Don't be like, oh, I'm going to lose. Because if you are thinking that you're going to lose, you're going to find a hundred ways to lose, right? Um, can we get into a few tips here, Dan? Yeah, for so, sure. So I want to know your opinion on, again, this is one that always bugged me with the friends and family holding grudges with each other so long that they forget what they're grudging about. You find that sometimes, right? Yo, oh, yeah. It's just like, yeah, oh, 100%. I know exactly what you're, you mean. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like they don't even remember why they're mad at you. They just know I'm mad at that person. They have to keep it up because that's their ego. That's, you know, if they give it up, that means they think they're going to lose, right? So can you give me, give me, not me, but give the people a tip on how you would deal with letting your ego go and almost letting the grudge go or how to deal with the grudge really so like the question is how to deal with the grudge how to deal with your ego when it comes to holding a grudge for a long time so what i would say is if you have a grudge against someone i would really like reflect back and look at the situation and see what the grudge is about. Figure it out and try to just forget about it. Like, I know it, I know as easy as that sounds, like here, like I guess the better way is like for me to give you an example of how I would deal with the situation. So let's say I uh, got in this huge argument with someone and we both left super mad. Like, I thought I was right. They thought they were right. That's how the grudge kicked off, right? Like, let's say that's what the grudge caused. I would go back and look at that situation, and I would say, why do I even have a grudge with this person? Like, why am I wasting my energy and my time? Because, uh, because things like that, they keep popping up in your head. Like, maybe not daily, but maybe every other day, or, like, you might hear their name, and and just hearing their name brings that like fire to you and like, and like blitz the, blitz the grudge right back up. So I look at the situation and just accept that either, okay, were you right or were they right? Look at it from the outside again, from a clear mind. And if they were right, just drop it. If you know you were right, but you know they won't admit that you were right, know that you were right, drop it and in your mind, just remember, like, who cares what they think? Like, I know I'm right. That's it. Next time I see them, there's no more grudge. There's no more, like, worrying about that situation. You treat them normally. And if they want to treat you still because of the grudge, then that's their loss, I guess, at the end of the day, right? Like, just forget. Just try to forget about it. Or if it's something that's so bad that you can't forget about it, then be civil with them. And don't let that bother you in the long run. Just like know that there's a reason why it is. And, but I would really try to say like, just forget about it as much as you can. And 
just try to move forward. And every time you see them, forget about it and work with them, you know? Yeah. What about you? Like, what would you say helps you in a situation like that? So um, definitely um, for me, this is how I always think of things is I know life's short. Right. I mentioned that before already. I know life's short. So I always think of, especially with family, is this grudge bigger than not spending time with this person while we have a short time on this earth? Well, guess what? Nothing like nothing that they do that all these little fights or anything like that is good, is worth holding on to. So I just let it go. I like that perspective. Yeah. In my opinion. Now, when it comes to, um, say coworkers or friends and stuff like that and the family also is uh i i'm a type of person is if i hear something somebody said bad about me or they they're mad at me for whatever situation and they they were having a grudge i like talking to that person in person like talking to that person in person right and then be like okay what's up like is, is there an issue or how can we deal with this? If, if I want to continue this friendship, like, like I said, life's short. I don't want to like, especially if you're at work, you're at work for with person for a long time, most of the day. Like for me, I don't want to have a horrible time at work and then go home, take it out on people or whatever. So I just like to be civil if it needs to come to that, right? Or work it out and have a good time. That's it. I like that. And you know, when you're one-on-one face-to-face with someone, different things get said than when you're behind a phone texting someone or when you're just on the phone yelling at them through a phone. You really can can get to the true feelings and get shit figured out quick when you're face-to-face like that. Yeah. Like for me, um, I like the, the energy, the emotional, like you can see emotion through people's physical, right? Uh, that's why if it's not in person, if it's on the phone, I'm probably the only person left on the earth that likes talking on the phone. But it, like texting, you can't, you can't feel the emotion, right? You don't know what, they could just be like sitting on the couch, whatever, blah, 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 right? So that's why I like talking to people in person so I can get, okay, if they want to continue the grudge, they can, but you've, like you said, you've given your energy to move on from it. If they want to hold on to it, that's on their end, right? What they got to understand is also that life's too short to hold on to these things, right? Yeah. So here's a uh, question for you for a tip for the listeners. How do you deal with your ego when someone tells you you're doing something wrong? That's a good one. That's definitely a good one. Um, if I'm doing something wrong, I definitely want to hear why they think I'm wrong. Um, but if they make a valid point, my at this point, my ego is kind of like, and this is being honest, I'm like, okay, what, why are they saying I'm wrong? Like anybody, like if you really believe in something and then somebody tells you you're wrong, obviously you're going to be like a little bit ego struck there. Right. For but sure. Also, also I want to hear why you think I'm wrong. Like that's what I'm interested in too. Right. So I'm definitely down for the learning part. So 
if I hear from them and it's a valid point, then I'll be like, oh, you make a great point, then my ego is down. But if, they, if it's something that I don't agree with, I'll give back my opinion, whether people think that's ego-driven ego or not. It's just my opinion, right? That's what we do. We, we talk to each other, right? How about you, Dan? I'm the same way. If someone tells me that I'm wrong or I'm doing something wrong, the first thing I do is I drop my ego completely. So I go through the process of like, okay, this person's telling me I'm doing something wrong. Let's drop the ego. Let's be open-minded. And I usually ask them like, why or what do you think it is that I'm doing wrong? And I'll ask them and I try to get like into their mindset of why they think I'm doing something wrong or why they've come to the conclusion that I'm doing something wrong and just sit there open-minded and listen to them. And you know what? Sometimes they might be seeing it from that different perspective that you didn't see it from and you could be wrong. Or sometimes they just have a hate on for you and they just want to shut you down. And that's the way they throw their jab on you to try to tell you you're wrong. It's just being able to sit back, be open-minded and listen to it. Yeah, for sure. And you could both be right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, then, and then being able to use your ego and know that, say they're just saying it to you because like they have a hate on for you or they're trying to get a dig in on you. Having the ego to be able to know to just like shut your mouth and take it and not say anything back or not escalate it to anything else and leave that situation knowing like, you know what? They were just trying to do a dig. I'm still doing my thing. Or if it's the other way, leaving that situation being like, I'm so grateful that that person told me I was wrong today. Like I could have been doing this for the next, who knows however, however long without them telling me. Yeah, definitely a time and place to say that too. Don't get us wrong, people. Uh, say somebody's teaching something. And I believe this is an unwritten rule with any instructor, teacher, or informer, is if somebody's teaching something, don't just interrupt and, or tell the person beside you, oh, they're teaching it wrong. Do it this way, right? Why don't you go talk to that person afterwards and give them your, your side if you feel like there's a different way to do things, right? Don't try to disrupt the structure just because your ego is on a different level or a different planet than this person's, right? Yeah, that's one of those situations where you just be taming your ego because you can sit there and be like, you know what? I know they're teaching this wrong. And instead of wanting to tell the world, you just keep it to yourself. And like you said, afterwards, maybe you can just like try to have a calm chat with them or whatever it might be. But yeah, that's definitely one of those situations where like taming the ego is, is key for success. Yeah, for sure. And also there's so many ways to, to do everything. So you better be a hundred percent sure if you're going to call somebody wrong on what they're doing. Right. It's like, uh, we talked about this a few times, say CrossFit, they do kipping pull-ups. Well, some people believe that that's not a pull-up. Well, that's, that's their version, right? Who are we to say that's, that's wrong? You know what I mean? For sure. Are there any, um, like, where do you get your information, I guess, to be able to have your ego at where it is these days? Like, how have you formed that? 
definitely situational. Um, definitely from years of being humbled. <laughs> being humbled throughout the years uh, on the different things that I do definitely have shaped my, my opinion on a lot of things. And also seeing people, you know, seeing people come and go, see people die, see people get sick, uh, definitely shapes my opinion on why life's too short and why we should at least make a positive impact on whoever we want to make a positive impact on, right? I don't know. That's, that's just my opinion. I, I feel like there's, like I say all the time, there's too many dicks in the world to be another, another dick in the world, right? So how about you, Dan? I know you love reading books and stuff like that, but. Yeah. So I'd say like my base level came from uh, books and podcasts because without uh, being able to read like that book I mentioned earlier, Ego is the Enemy, or listening to podcasts with people talking about ego, I would have never been able to realize what I actually was doing in real life. And since I've learned that from books and podcasts, I've been able to see myself in situations and now have that situational experience. But previous to reading or learning about it that way, uh, situations really weren't teaching me because I was just so stubborn and so closed-minded that like I wouldn't learn from a situation and now I can admit that that I would never have learned from the situation but once I ego is the enemy was really the book that like changed it for me once I got like that perspective into my head the world was oh, totally new it was it was a totally different way of looking at it and now when I go into situations and things like that happen to me that's what's really building up that knowledge of ego for myself as well and that book, Ego is the Enemy, I probably listen to that like twice a year just to check myself. Yeah. Because I'm a firm believer that every single time you listen or read a book, you're absorbing that information again for the very first time in a new way. Because you're now a different person reading that book. You're going to be picking up different points, different ways. So you can read a book 100 times and you might learn something new every single time. Something that you never got the time before. Almost like a different view on it, right? For sure. Um, what you were saying there on how you developed, uh, taming your ego almost, uh, everybody learns things the easy way or the hard way. I almost feel like not saying that yours was easy, but I feel like that could be the easier way because you're learning, learning from somebody else's, uh, perspective and you're, you already know, okay, oh yeah, they make a good point. So that's how you got like most of mine. I got humbled so, so badly that you have to check yourself or you're going to get beat down again with the same thing. No, thanks. I'm going to check my ego, ego and learn from it. It's like, uh, I'll give you a jujitsu move here. So when you take somebody's back, right. And go in for a rear naked choke, it sounds weird. Right. But, uh, <laughs> and, and you, and you cross your feet. So you have their back, you cross your feet in front of them right? You're not supposed to cross your feet. And people sometimes don't listen. Say as a beginner, you don't listen. And if they cross their feet in front on top of your feet, your ankles get crushed or your legs get crushed. So you tap from crossing your own feet over top of each other. 
So a lot of times I tell, uh, I'll tell a white belt, you know, don't cross your feet when you're holding, uh, like when you have somebody's back control, when you have back control, whether they listen or not, if somebody's going to do it to them if they don't listen. So it's kind of like that, but with every situation, that's just one, one situation that I can think of off the top of my head. For sure. But For sure. I think the biggest thing really is like, if you can go into situations with your ego at a low level so that you can just be open-minded to whatever might happen, it really will benefit you. Like, like in that example, you know what I mean? Like going in and like, instead of him being like, Oh, I already know what I'm doing. Like listening to you being open-minded enough to not knowing that he knows everything and taking in the information and trying it to see if you're right or not. Yeah. Now that's the e like easy way is to listen to a person that's already been through that. Yes. Right? The hard way is getting your ankles crushed. <laughs> you know what I mean? So multiple times in a row, like every single time you do it. Yeah. You, you won't trust me for this one. You only need it one time and you won't do it again. So that's what I mean. I think that's going to be a wrap on it for today, guys. If you stay tuned to the outro, Hawk and I have a special giveaway that we want to give you guys. We really want to thank you all for the support that you've given us so far. This is now episode 15 and we really love the feedback, good and bad that we're getting from you guys. And really, uh, we couldn't do it without you. So really, thanks from the bottom of our hearts for everything that you guys have done for us. Like, comment, subscribe. Do all that stuff for us, guys. All of the above. We appreciate it. Until next time. Cheers, guys. Have a good day. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in to another episode. We really hope you guys got a lot of this one. Like always, if you like what you heard, hit that subscribe button, leave us a review. Now time to the special giveaway. Like we mentioned earlier in the show, we want to show you guys how much you mean to us. And during this episode, you heard me talk a lot about the book, Ego is the Enemy. So we thought for this episode, our giveaway is going to be either a digital copy or a physical, physical copy of the book, Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Whatever your preference is, we'll ship it to you. What you need to do to qualify for this giveaway, you need to go on Instagram, like us, and leave a comment about how ego affects you in your everyday. Also, jump onto Facebook, like our page, Ivy League Mindset, and you can either leave a comment there or Instagram about how ego affects your everyday. Hope you guys really enjoyed this one. Like always, you can find us on Instagram at Ivy League Mindset. You can now find us on Facebook at Ivy League Mindset. And of course, you can find Hawk at Hawk Nation and myself at Dan DeLulo. Until next time, cheers guys.